So I'm going to try to keep these episodes fairly short. I'm going to sort of break them up into small pieces and try and take on one topic at a time and try to try to keep them focused. And that way, I think that might make it more useful for me as a research aid so that when I'm working on Hest and when I'm moving through my space of ideas for things that I want to do, I can refer back to these sort of more like notes in a, a notebook or something like that, rather than them being very, very long, very long rants that are full of digressions and tangents and that sort of thing. So in the last episode, I, uh, I talked roughly about what this podcast is and why I'm doing it. And I started to introduce Hest and the idea of a graphical programming tool versus what we conventionally know of as visual programming and and sort of you know i'm assuming if you're listening to this you listen to that so now i want to talk a little bit about what my specific goals are for for the kind of work that you will do in hest so i talked about it it's a visual environment but why is it a visual environment what would you use it to build is it a general purpose language or uh, see and there i i may call it a language because um <laughs> we have this culturally ingrained notion that when you are doing programming you are doing it in a language even though when you get into very very graphically rich programming or other kinds of esoteric approaches to programming language you have to turn it into a metaphor in order for it to fit at all so if i call hest a programming language just know that that's me being a victim of culture rather than something that i'm actually doing of my own conscious volition hest is meant to be general purpose and i am hoping that if i if i'm successful i will want to use it for things like you know exploring a big blob of json or converting some text from one format to another format or feeding in an image and running some batch process on it and then spitting the image back out again or you know maybe building a, a website or uh, like something on the front end uh, or something on a server that you know listens to incoming requests and marshals some sort of response and sends it back out in theory based on the approach that i'm taking so far in the prototypes that i've built uh, the performance characteristics will be not nearly good enough to do that sort of thing in a way that is meant to replace most of the existing tools we have and that is a non-goal i am not going to build this intending for it to be something that will compete with c or python or ruby or any other language that is quote unquote fast enough for most tasks it is instead something that i will build where performance matters only to the extent that it is needed to satisfy the specific kinds of content and uh, work that I want people to be able to create with the tool and anything beyond that if there's a choice between a performance trade-off versus a an expressiveness trade-off or a functionality trade-off I will choose the expressiveness and the functionality over the performance at least until this idea space has settled a little bit and I feel like I have a really good sense of what it should be and how it should work so the first main people who will be using this tool um, as I build it if if you know things go according to plan are the uh, co-workers at my company who make art and animations and I work for a little education company we do interactive media uh, we do a lot with um, SVGs and and uh, flash back in the day we were a huge flash shop and we are now entirely on the web flash is dead um, pour one out 
and uh, we're doing it all with SVGs and JavaScript and that sort of thing. And I've written uh, quite a few libraries for working with SVGs, and we have some very, very, very complicated SVG game-like simulations that we've built. And so Hest is first and foremost going to be a tool for my team to use to produce this sort of interactive media. You can think of it kind of like games, like flash games or something like that, not like, you know, a console or a PC title. We're not doing cyberpunk in visual programming like this, not anytime soon. Uh, beyond that, it's just going to be me, my own use for now. And so I might want to use it to do some interactive music or other things like that, little utility programming kind of things, because that's that's the kind of programming work that I do. I mostly make little games and and interactive experiences and that sort of stuff. So it is going to be very, very focused on that. So it, while I do plan for it to have you know really good support for handling text and in all sorts of different formats and for working with data in arbitrary shapes and for working with, you know, notions of time. So you could have things like concurrency and that sort of thing. It's not going to be a goal that this is a, a general purpose language that you would want to use in a general purpose way. It will be a general purpose language that is catered towards a specific domain. And I think that that's sort of the, the only sensible choice that I see people making when it comes to these sorts of uh, more experimental programming tools is they usually have a target domain or at least a, a target you know, spectrum of experiences that they want people to have while working with the tool. It might be a general purpose tool, but it's intended for a specific first best audience. And then one other thing that I will say while talking about what the initial goals are for the HEST project it is something that I am working on as my day job. It's something that uh, the, the aforementioned company producing interactive media at this company, I am the one and only programmer. So in addition to building the animation tools for my team of artists, uh, I also run our website and uh, run some internal tools for asset management and, and other production pipeline kind of stuff inside. And, um, I do a lot of other things as well. So I'm sort of splitting my time between working on Hest and working on other stuff. So it's, it is something that I am very fortunate to have a, a company that is willing to indulge me in this sort of um, foray into experimental approaches to programming. But at the same time, the cost of that is that I only have a very limited amount of time to work on it. And so my hope, again, for this podcast is that it will give me an opportunity to sort of continue working on it even when I don't have the time to put in the actual hours developing Hest. And so that in doing a lot of my design thinking out loud in this podcast, when it comes time to actually do the programming on Hest, I will have a much better sense of what changes to make and what things to focus on and sort of in what order to do them. And so that being said, uh, I'll just uh, finish off this episode by talking a little bit about uh, the current prototypes that I've built for Hest so far and what they can do. And then um, in the next couple of episodes, we'll get into the really, really juicy stuff, some of the existing functionality that is in those prototypes in more detail, and then my plans for where to go with that stuff in the future. So the current series of prototypes that I've built, I've been working on since about 2016, I think I was uh, 
traveling through Europe on a honeymoon for a few months. And there was a, a coffee shop in Barcelona that we situated ourselves in for a few weeks. I just, you know, cracked open a new closure script project and, and started bashing out the beginnings of a, you know, an approach to visual programming that I'd kind of been kicking around in my head for you know, five years or so. So I, I think I first started thinking about wanting to do something like this back in 2010 or so. First cracked open a prototype in about 2015, 2016, somewhere in there. And and since then, I've built, I think, eight prototypes. And the project really got interesting back in, uh, I think it was the summer of 2018. I built a prototype that had the time travel functionality and it had the uh, data being conveyed along paths. And, and that was sort of the, the, the sort of the first moment where I could start to see the idea space moving from just something I was thinking about to something that I could actually play with. And it, it felt cool to get to play with that. So that's where things started to really get interesting. The more recent prototypes have focused on uh, getting to the point where the HEST environment, which is sort of when you open it up, it sort of looks like a like a typical graphics program. It's got a big drawing canvas in the middle. And like a 3D animation tool, you can have multiple, you have your big main canvas and you can have that divided up into two or four or whatever viewports. And each viewport can look at your seen from a different perspective in a different way but for the most part you just have one big drawing canvas and then uh, around that canvas are are various tools for adding graphics and that sort of thing adding adding uh, programmatic graphics I'll, I'll say that uh, to the canvas and i'll get into more of what those things are in a bit and then, uh, and then just off to the side, some inspectors and that sort of thing. So when you click on something, it can tell you, oh, this is an object that has, you know, these properties and, you know, these relationships to other objects and that sort of thing. And so it, it looks very much like Sketch or like Photoshop or, or a 3D program when you open it up. And so more recently, the prototypes have focused on just getting the, uh, the graphics primitives to be a little more robust. So I'm, I'm biting the bullet and actually putting in full support for 3d graphics and as much as i would like to just do that with something off the shelf like you know like unity uh, i could build hest in unity if i wanted to or or something like 3js um, since what i'm currently doing is building it as a as a as an electron app i i could go with something off the shelf but the the reason not to do that is I really want to know and understand intimately the details of how it all works. And when it comes time to actually shipping output from Hest, I really, as a principle, I want to adhere to that, that sort of hypercard ideal, or maybe you might even call it a small talk ideal, though that, you know, that depends that the, the person who is ultimately running the software has the freedom to edit it. And so I do really want the, the experience of using something made in Hest to be that you have the full functionality of the editor right there with you. And so if you, if you were working with some kind of a, you know, a game or something built in Hest, you should be able to crack it open and make the changes. So I really want the, the output of your, coding in Hest of your programming to be a an artifact that has the editing functionality built into it. And so that's forcing me to be very sort of cautious about what dependencies I take on and how large they are and and that sort of thing because I don't want it to be that every Hest project that is exported is a, you know, a 2 megabyte 
blob of JavaScript or, or anything like that. I don't want to have to ship a lot of bytes in order to give somebody some media made with Hest. I want it to be very, very small and efficient. And so, so that, that sort of wanting to understand the whole stack and then also wanting to be very um, conservative about the, the byproduct of Hest, the output of Hest, so that, that users can be editors um, is forcing me to roll my own 3D code. And I'm enjoying that very much. It is very slow. It is very challenging for me because I don't have a background in mathematics or, or even programming for that matter. My background is in the arts uh, for the most part. So I'm, I'm, you know, reading the books about how to build game engines from scratch and I'm um, learning all the matrix math and I'm writing uh, my own matrix libraries and then trying to figure out why they have random errors and, you know, things flip around. And, and this experience should sound very familiar to anybody who's done game development. It's that thing where you're, if you're building your own engine, the first couple of times you do that, there's, uh, there's some weirdness there. So I'm, I'm working through that at the moment. So graphics robustness, that's the focus of the most recent prototype. And then some of the other more recent prototypes have had to do with, uh, explorations of the time travel mechanics. And so maybe on the next episode, that would be a good thing to start talking about.